0: Live from New York. It's Ask an Engineer. Hey
1: everybody and welcome to Ask an Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, the engineer, with me, Mr. Lady Ada, on camera control and behind the scenes. Uh we're here, we're on Discord, we're broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan. Um, uh, this is me and Mr. Lady Ada, and baby Ada is resting peacefully. Uh, but we got an exciting show for you tonight. Lots of electronics, new products, it's not out yet, and more. Kick it, Mr. Ladiator, what's on tonight's
0: show? On tonight's show, the code is Claire knob Ooh. 10% off the Nature Store, all the way up to 11.59 p.m. That includes free stuff, so we'll talk about the free stuff in just a second. Adafruit Live just got finished up with Show & Tell. There was some awesome, amazing Show & Tell folks. Thank you for coming by. Um, we'll talk about a couple of the projects, but make sure you watch it across all the different places where we post our vids, which is pretty much everywhere. Talk about Desk of Lady Ada, including what we did for Great Search, JP's Product Pick of the Week, some main New York City factory footage. We got a fur, which is 3D printing and Adafruit I.O. this week. We're going to do INMPI. We got some really cool top secret, going to do some new products, we're going to answer your questions. We do that on Discord, adafruit.it slash discord or discord.gg slash adafruit. We have our video going out on every place you can possibly stream. So we do all the questions on Discord, hang out over there. It's easier to ask and get answers there throughout the show, and especially at the end. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Okay. So uh, first up, um, let's do a little bit of uh, code stuff, housekeeping, and then um, we'll jump right in. So we got freebies.
1: Beep, beep. me mobile.
0: Yeah. So what do they get besides when you know using the code? What do you get when you start out? well? When
1: software? you use the code, you get 10 percent off. But when you order $99 or more, you get a free half-size Promo Proto breadboard. Um, we'll go get back to those free nudes later, but uh, yeah. we're waiting for some shipments to come in. At 149 or more, you get a free RP2040 dev board. This is the KB2040 with an RP2040 chip, STEMIQT, buttons, eight megabytes of flash, USB-C, castellated pads, and it's Pro micro pinout compatible. So it's a great board for all sorts of uh, electronics projects. Free UPS ground shipping with orders over 199 and 299 or more, you get a free Microbit V2. Um, it's a great microcontroller board that can run MicroPython or Arduino or CircuitPython. LEDs, sensors, buzzers, buttons, and more.
0: Okay, a little bit of a reminder for the folks who are seeing us on our show, um, and also on our website. You can see this here. Um, starting March of this year. We're raising our purchase order minimum from $50 to $100 and removing the PO processing fee. Yeah. We used to have to charge a, a fee because it took us time to do these POs. And then we noticed no one else is really doing purchase orders under $50. So we said, well, we'll remove the PO uh, fee, but the purchase orders need to be over 100. So this is for schools, for educators, and for yeah. other, other folks. But I told the team I would help get the word out because it saves everybody time and a little bit of money. Um, Next up, I just have like one, I'm not going to do news really in the same way tonight Mm -hmm. because we have a lot of stuff to get through, but um, I've been waiting to use the salute emoji for a really long time because it's really funny to me. I don't know. And so um, I want everyone to pour one out for the um, balloons that got shot down, the most recent ones. Um, so it had Adafruit stuff in it, we think. Um, they, well,
1: the, yeah, it looks like they used RF, yeah. the SI something-something, the, the yeah. uh, triple output RF Yeah,
0: these are basically science projects and things that are perfectly fine to do. And, and legal. And everyone got a little nutty about um this stuff. Uh, non-aliens, not um, World War Three. Um, you could put a balloon up in the sky and it does all sorts of neat stuff. Um, and you could look at the blog posts that we have about this. But um, a couple of our boards got shot down, it seems. Um, so you did your service. be <laughs> I really just I just think that emoji is really
1: weird. it is a really fun well, <laughs> it it's not smiling, it's like yes.
0: also like I just imagined in my very like sinking or something like like, burr. burr, burr I don't know. Just like
1: this I little know. Little eight boards kind of like floating into the waves.
0: Yeah, just sometimes there's certain things I'm just like there's a
1: Yes, a lot of people use our ultimate GPS modules because they um they're they're known to be good above I think forty thousand feet. Yeah. And um, you know, our RF emitters are very popular as well. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. I'm glad okay. we didn't
0: get blamed for all of this. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a Russian uh, commercial airline flight, and it, it crashed. And it was not terrorism or anything. It was just a mechanical error. And they said, oh, there is a barometric pressure sensor issue. And so CNN Googled for barometric pressure sensor, and instead of looking at ones for airplanes or whatever. They just found our photo. So there's this like Adafruit board, Adafruit, Adafruit, Adafruit? Logo. Adafruit logo, Adafruit board in the back black background. It's
1: like BME-280. And then
0: like <laughs> a couple journalists are like, Adafruit's board in this Russian plane. It's like, no, it's not. And I had to email. I'm just like, can you please not say that? And can you take, can you update your post or can you not like say it was an Adafruit board? It wasn't. And uh, anyway, so I'm glad we didn't get blamed for these balloons, but, um, you know, our stuff was probably in days where the Russian thing no. Okie dokie. All right, we just did a bunch of live shows. Thank you, JP, for um hosting. Um it's hard to pick favorite. I'm not supposed to pick favorites, but I'm just gonna yeah, I, I'm just gonna talk about a couple tonight that I There were some cool ones. Yeah. Well um check out Anne's project um with, that we just published. It's a really neat retro floppy project where he has a, a screen on it. And um for the youngins that save icon used to do something. And it was a floppy. So it's just a neat retro project circuit python and then um guy at the end had a really neat project and I, I thought the comments were kind of funny um that they were saying about it so it's a a face detecting uh device this is a uh, pete Warren's company where uh this is a non-connected uh face recognition and it sees your face on a little clock and then it displays the wrong time and uh, the guy said, yeah, like on Twitter, I'm an evil person. Because um, it's funny, you do fun, whimsical projects and pranks and stuff like that, and there's like people that are just like miserable and, and angry, and they'll try to make you um, not want to do your project. Um, so the guy said, oh, I changed it so it's 1111, and it's whimsical, and you uh, get extra wishes. But I thought this was a really neat project. It just shows um, how easy it is to glue these things together with a, maybe the minimal amount of code that looks at a face, recognizes the face, makes an action, changes the time, Keeps real time, but then it can uh, change, and uh, then changes back, and they can do other things like it store a, a, a small amount of uh, face. I think I think like eight or so, um, but it's non-connected, so you don't have to worry about your face data getting uploaded to the clouds. Um, so I thought that was neat. So ch- check that out. and It's uh, Circuit Python, and there was uh, example code, but now there's a library. So uh, good work. And then. Um, also uh is just on a roll means beautiful synth and like this amazing music stuff um good work Todd I mean it was it was, oh. really, it was delightful we were watching if we're not hosting this show until you're probably wondering what we're doing we're watching it um on Sundays we do Desk of Lady Ada, and we do this in two parts first part you were showing the latest and greatest what were you doing on Sunday this week
1: okay um well first of all I was showing um the ESP 30 sorry the the RP 2040 tester brains board that um i showed off a couple of times ago and we use now because originally we we're using tc36 based boards i can't get tc36s and so i use this opportunity to be like okay let's redesign these boards to use the rp2040 pico which i have tons of um and also really uh, it's a good board and it has um bit usb host now um so one of the things that we we did already was we implemented uh, rp2040 programming for rp2040 so it programs itself over usb which is perfect because we have so many rp2040 boards and now the next board that we are uh targeting is the esp32 series because traditionally i use a raspberry pi to program these which is totally great and fun and works well but um, I really like solid state programming as much as possible, like no SD cards, no Linux, Linux operating system, like no operating system is is best. So um, we have the those files for the tester brains are up on GitHub. Uh, you can download the boards and fabricate them yourself. They're completely unsupported. And then in the Adafruit test bed, Arduino library, you can see all of our example code for programming boards from an RP2040 standalone, um, yeah. what we use for our testers. And, uh...
0: I might tell you something. So one of the things, just kind of working with Lady 8 over the last decade plus, um, the engineering of the product for her isn't where I think the challenge really comes from. It's designing it for manufacturing and testing. Um, because you crank through designs, but then it's like, how do you actually do a full like test?
1: yield and test data. is actually, it's a second half, right? So it's yeah. the hidden half because it's one thing to make something, but it's another thing to be able to make it quickly, efficiently, yeah. and, and perfectly come on every customer support return. And
0: no one know? talks about this. No one shares like
1: this. Every no one shares this. I'm, I'm informed. So it's like, yeah. it's my, in my best interest, like every board that goes out is tested, um, you know, once in a while there's mistakes that occur, but like, yeah. there's a hundred percent test coverage, assuming people follow the instructions. Um, but it has to be fast. Like if, if it takes minutes, um, and every few seconds, counts. So like I was talking, you know, this is not public, but behind the scenes talking to TAC who's been writing this ESP32 programming code and we're going back and forth every night and we're like, okay, well, how can we shave two seconds off? It's like, okay, instead of programming it 921 kilobaud, how about we upload two megabits? Okay, that sped it up. Okay, let's do the stub loader because that allows you to send bigger packets of data. Okay, that sped it up. Okay, now there's a compressed file upload capability. So let's gzip the file. Okay, that sped it up. And like how do we get as close as possible to you know the optimal um you know it's for example uh you want to verify that the file was read instead of reading it back. You do an MD5 sum over the flash memory and you compare that. So it's like you don't have to read the file. You just compare the MD5 sum is 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 calculated much faster. So all of these little things like add up because when you're making a thousand boards a day, you multiply that by a minute each. You can see yeah. how it, it. So check it, really it out. Like,
0: no, you know, and we also looked around like no one else was sharing this. No one else was doing this. And we know because um, we get emails from people who run businesses they are like, thank you so much. Like, I just took off. 20 hours of our testing. I took a 40 hours difference between how I was doing it before and how I'm doing it now.
1: Yeah, so especially for folks doing ESP32. RP2040, we already have. It's very fast uh, over the USB host. Um, it works wonderfully. And then ESP32, we just did uh, stubbed um, zipped file upload from um, internal flash memory so not the micro sd card and that's because it's even faster when you don't have to do the micro sd card uh writing. so it's just one second two second here there and we got it down i think to 10 seconds to write a one megabyte file to the esp32 which is basically as fast as esp tool does it i
0: don't know if it was a rumor or whatever it was like Steve Jobs is telling Steve Wozniak, like, make the boot up even faster because you're saving lives if you can get like 10 seconds, if you can boot up yeah. 10 seconds more. I don't know if that's.
1: Dude, like, fast boot is nice though. I
0: don't even know if it's a real story, but I like it. Yeah. So it's like, it's, but it, you know, it, you can sometimes there's a lot of uh, fables, um, but there's lessons to be learned. But it's interesting. It's like, if you can save a few seconds off a of boot up, that's actually human lives. So when you think yep. about it.
1: Yep. And then when we test again, if we're testing a thousand boards a day, you multiply it out it adds up real fast so i i like to get test, um for my controller boards if i can test under 10 seconds that's good that's the way to go
0: all right um then we do the desk of lady ada where you uh also do the great search mm. we do the great search on this one yeah but i said in reverse um so what did you help folks fine on this
1: weekend. okay so this week um doing a board update so um i'm ordering the macro pad pcbs and one of the components the pam a301 is not recommended for new designs um which historically would mean that i have a couple years before i need to swap it out but uh, uh with chip shortage post chip shortage i've noticed that um nrnd ends a lot faster sometimes unexpectedly so and so i'm always um i'm much faster now to replace parts so let's
0: stand for for the folks who aren't it is
1: not working com- nrnd stands for not recommended for new designs
0: yeah
1: so it basically means they're still selling it but it's lifetime limited They 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 reserve the right to discontinue Here
0: you it. go don't put in a new design because we're not gonna yeah. help you
1: yeah um it's like buying the milk and it expires like tomorrow like in theory you know if you drink it tonight you're good but still uh recommended for, not recommended
0: for new dairy for new
1: dairy <laughs> Um, so I found a couple options, including, you know, the PAM 8302, I think, and the 8304, but also uh, an NAU part as well. So a couple different options.
0: Okay. Um, we're going to do some back-to-back. So JP's product pick of the week, that's when we broadcast live from the product page and give you a discount. And then I'm um, going to do a quick one-minute video with JP's cat piano that I wanted to get out, that he shows on JP's workshop, because it's a really cute video. So here we go.
2: It is the ESP32-S2 Reverse TFT Feather. This is the 240 megahertz Tensilica processor on here. We've got four megs of flash, we got two megs of PS RAM. This can do Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth, but this can do Wi-Fi, uh, 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi. It has the native USB, it has a USB-C on it, which I love. One of the nicest features of it is this panel mount option that you've got. And you can see there's the four little mounting holes. So I've mounted it into a little case that I made. I I cut this uh, out of acrylic on a laser cutter and it gives me a kind of a neat little way to very quickly add an ESP32S2 feather to a Eurorack project and mount it all all in one. here you can see it's, uh, it's just sort of a temporary solution here and the, the jacks aren't connected up to anything. This is just sort of a proof of concept. It is the ESP32-S2 reverse TFT feather.
0: And don't forget, we have Deep Dive with Tim every single Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. You can learn about how to make a lot of this stuff and all the internet of CircuitPython and more. Speaking of, it's Python on hardware time. We have a gigantic newsletter. There's a lot of things in it. Um, I'll mention two things, and then we're going to talk about the thing that people are going to have questions <laughs> about later. So I may as well just uh, use that for this segment. So CircuitPython Python 8.02 is released. Uh, bug fixes and more updates when we do a 80 release or any you know major release, then we immediately start to have some other releases afterwards. And then you um, get Which check is out- That's great.
1: I actually love that we do quick, re- right after a big release, we do a lot of little mini-releases, yeah. because it means that people are using it and they're getting all the little- We try to test, but we don't test
0: rapid, it. We can't test everything. Rapid feedback. Um you can check out some of these neat things. You can use an iPad or an Android with uh CircuitPython MicroPython. And um there's this neat block level device for CircuitPython mm-hmm. remote phone. Well. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I know, isn't that cool? So it's you can Yeah, I know, right?
2: Interesting. Yes. You could
0: do that over like a remote That That's might amazing. be good for our little uh kid toy. Where That's you...
1: right. Yeah, one of is. the things so one of the things that I looked into, right? Because it's um when you do uh you are you can do like you know you are over um, uh, web right because you just send data back and forth um, and so we have you know web serial that we have a REPL um, for but how do you do file transfer and I was like oh man I wonder if you could write like NFS or Samba on um, on a, like a low level microcontroller but it turns out it's actually a little bit too complicated. Um, you know, NFS also does not supported as much, but I tried to do SAMBA, but it turns out there's no like microcontroller SAMBA implementation, but wouldn't that be cool if it showed up as a disk drive and you just like dragged your files over? Yeah. Maybe when we get to the bigger chips, we can do that, you know, then we yeah. get to like the M7 chips.
0: On a uh, unrelated note to this, but I was just reading about this before um, we started doing some of our shows today. You know, there's a lot of uh, talk about ChatGPT and Copilot and Ghostwriter and all these things that uh, some of it is for human language and some of it is for programming um the programming stuff's interesting i, I saw someone today was talking about its uh, replit it uh, they have something called ghostwriter which helps you write code. And on one hand, you know, it could be dangerous because you know you can get a bunch of code that's nonsense or, or garbage. On the other hand, um what they did is they hooked it up in the REPL. And I thought that was really neat because the 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 AI was using code and going back and forth with the programmer and they had it plugged into a REPL and eventually you it got it right. Huh. Because a REPL is interactive. Like there's one of the things I really like about CircuitPython and just Python in general is you can you can kind of do very fast iterations. When we were doing cricket, for AdaBox, and we were doing a lot of robotic stuff. It was just like kind of, I, I can't imagine compiling and then sending it to a microcontroller over and over. Um, but, anyways, uh, check that out. There's a lot of, I think that's going to be a more interesting use of some of this stuff other than just like, oh, write the code for me. I think it's going to be more of like a partnership between um, a huge amount of human language um, ability that can get you the code that you're looking for and then interactively working on it. Interrupt. Anyways, um, so uh, the news of the week um, that I wanted you to talk about, later because someone's going to ask about this, is um, and we're going to have a, we have it as a new product too. Um, what is, is a, this? Is a Raspberry Pi uh, Debug Probe. Why in the world would Raspberry Pi release this, and, and what does it do? Why is it interesting? Uh,
1: so the Raspberry Pi Debug Probe. It's an official product from the Pi Foundation. And, of course, it features the RP- RP2040, and it's like RP2040 debug right? Because you're using an RP2040 to debug an RP2040. Um, the RP2040 chip is based on the ARM Cortex uh, M0 Plus chipset, which means it has SWD debug, which is actually nice. It's a standard uh, for debugging these chips. And if you're used to like me, if you've done like printf debugging, which works, you know, totally fine. You print where you are, and you just sort of figure out um, where your program's crashing or what the values are. Um, but once you get to any th- Complexity, uh, GDB step debugging is really the way to go, and that's where you you know connect to it, and you can step through line by line the code and print out all the variables. I mean, it's very very powerful. Um, I you know love using GDB for more complicated projects, and it will definitely help you find like those really tough bugs. You can have it watch a variable when the variable changes, it interrupts, or when you enter a function or when you exit a function or whatever. It's it's you know awesome. Um, but the issue is, uh, you know, SWD, um, the programmer dongles are kind of expensive. Um, you know, even, even the cheapest J-Link right now is like $60. bucks. Uh, they are very good. They're totally worth the money. But if you're a student uh, or you're just a beginner, you maybe don't want to spend, you know, you start at 60 It easily goes up to $1,000 um, for these debug probes. So um, this is a SimSysDAP compatible debug probe that is designed to work with OpenOCD, which is an open source. Um, debug connector and then you would use gdb to step through um, your program and, and see where it's failing it's useful for when you're writing code in arduino or C++, C++ using the pico sdk in circuit python you know you would use this to debug the circuit python core not to debug your circuit python program i think I mean, you could but it would be weird because your code is being interpreted right um, but for people who are doing you know arduino or C++, C++ programming this is really great um, it's got two ports, and we'll talk about it in the new park section. But there's a UART port, so it also has a USB to serial converter, which is handy because you can also do printf debugging. And then the debug port, which is that SWD port. And um, there's on the Pico H, there's a plug that goes in directly, but um, you know, these pins can be um, plugged into it. comes with cables, it can be plugged into a breadboard or soldered. A lot of our, our designs, um, you know, like the Feather, have a SWD connector you would just Plug these pins into instead.
0: All right. Um, get that delivered to your inbox every single week. Um, Python on hardware newsletter. Go to adafruitdaily.com. It's a completely separate site. It has nothing to do with your store. We don't spam you. We don't harvest your emails. We don't do anything like that. That's why I have a separate site just for newsletters. So go check it out at Adafruit Daily. Free service provided by Adafruit just to show cool stuff with Python on hardware. All right. Open source hardware news and more and our guides. We have a bunch of guides this week. Lots of guides. What's on the big board this week?
1: Um new start at the
0: bottom or you want to start. Well,
1: I'm trying to remember. I think we
0: this guy just went in. I think uh
1: this this camera guide, these are updates. Yeah. Um can you can you make this a little bigger or is it small on purpose? What the size of the no, that's fine. OK, mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Um, so this is the um, uh, guide for the OB5640 camera breakout. Um, we're going to get into camera stuff, and this is sort of our first foray. Um, this is a high-resolution camera with a wide-angle lens. We have support for it um, in CircuitPython, and uh, there's some support in Arduino as well. Um, in CircuitPython, we recommend the RP2040 and the ESP32 series of chips, the S2 and the S3 in particular um both work with this camera the SAMD51 technically works but in reality we had so many problems with it that we don't really recommend um the samd 51 anymore this full tutorial you can be is easy, easy pretty easily once you've got it wired up get jpeg data or raw uh binary data and the jpeg data can be compressed in up to like i think 1080p so um useful for getting you know snapshots and also uh processing uh live data and you can use it for like machine learning stuff um photography videography making animated gifs all sorts of fun stuff
0: okay next up
1: can i scroll down i just want to see what's below this uh, oh, did we do the Gravatar
0: tab? Um, I think maybe we mentioned it last week, but I'll I'll mention this yeah. uh, as well. So Gravatar, you know when you sign into a website and you're like, whoa, I remember I had that icon like 10 years ago. Um, there's a service Gravatar. You probably set it up at some point. So if you want to change it, because Gravatar is something that's used on like millions of websites, it's a project by the folks... To do WordPress. Now um, we use it in our account system and also on the forums. So if you want to check out how to change it and also check out the privacy policy. They have a good one. Um, we have a little how to guide because I looked around and like there's nothing great. So I'm like, hey, you should write a guide because i just updated um, her. At gravatar as well so um i gotta do that on my because i think i have like the old adafruit logo
1: yeah we also have the two guides for the uh neo key and MicroSD card bff i don't i think Liz did that this yeah. week we've got a bunch of updated guides just fixing some stuff um the uh e-ink display got an iSpy connector so that now has uh, iSpy documented we're slowly oh. going through nice i in the back oh. um but we're we're going to do all the ink displays slowly but surely as they went out of stock. Yeah. Okay. So then uh we got the Meowsic Cat piano line out. Me. So that's just, you know, we're starting um the first hack, which is just adding line out, and then we're gonna redo the whole guts with a RP2040. Um a lot of our IoT boards, like this Huzzah and the ESP32 S2 Pie, are getting whippersnapper essentials pages. So maybe like go to go to the Cutie Pie. I think this one is in progress. Yeah. So go yeah so whippersnapper yeah. setup well that's the original one mm-hmm. uh, keep going go to the essentials so um, we're adding these essentials pages that let you get started with like analog input reading a push button it's I think quick starts, I like. they're quick starts they're quick starts this one I think it's it's in progress so well, there's um, some images missing um, but we're gonna have you know for every board we'll have the wiring diagram for that board so it's more uh, specified so maybe go back. Because i think that one was um he was working on it so go back one yeah. go back one um, go back and then click on the huzzah i think that was the one that
0: yeah. scroll down and then essentials. essentials
1: essentials let's see if this one and scroll down yeah what
0: do no, i do
1: click on come on input
0: yeah
1: see if this one has the no i think that they're, they're still working on the images can i can you see this yeah well
0: what what yeah. you do you
1: I want to see yeah so this one for example um oh. the, the first one so using this on whippersnapper we have the image the of the board itself so every every board will have its own unique um, images for the tutorial okay so we'll do that i think images are just loading really slowly too just kind of odd okay
0: um, there's a billion things on this computer yeah there's computers we're streaming
1: all right so then uh go back to the front page yeah we'll show the 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 whippersnapper essentials i think i think your images are still loading and then finally um the there's not favorites but um one of our favorites is uh this floppy thumb thumb drive that has a color display this is um inspired by a nanoraptor uh tweet render of a a floppy disk that had display in it and we're like let's make that real and so um and and knowing pedro and a couple other folks from the adafruit team uh, got together and, uh, made, uh, the whimsical, uh, physical.
0: Alrighty. Let's do some advanced manufacturing made in New York City factory footage. factory. Let's do some 3D printing stuff. We got a twofer, another twofer. that's the twofer tonight? um We're going to do this 3D printing speed up. But first, we're going to play a really cool video that shows all about Wipper Snapper. and know Pedro did. And that's part of Adafruit.io. And you can start using Whippersnapper Snapper right now. It's free. It's so code. It's easy. So um, we have all those essentials that you're talking about from the guys.
1: That's right. That will so. load on your browser, because your browser's not streaming.
3: Yes, so uh, here we go. You can build projects with NeoPixel LEDs and WhipperSnapper, Adafruit's no-code solution for IoT projects. With Adafruit.io and WhipperSnapper, you can control NeoPixels with an easy-to-use web interface. Just tap on the color picker to change the color of the LEDs. WhipperSnapper now has support for both NeoPixel and DotStar LEDs, allowing you to make glowy IoT projects. You can create custom triggers to make LEDs reactive, time-based, or even a scheduled event. In this demo, we have a motion sensor set up so the color of the NeoPixel LEDs will change whenever motion is detected. With Whippersnapper, you can plug and play sensors with StemmaQT to create sensor-aware projects. There's a huge list of supported sensors like temperature, humidity, and much more. 3D print our enclosure designs to make projects using the Raspberry Pi Pico W or an Adafruit Feather with QT breakouts. Use a light sensor to detect when the room is dark to turn on a strip of LEDs. You could even have the colors of the LEDs change depending on the temperature or humidity. Whippersnapper makes it easy to set up a new device. Just search and choose a supported dev board with Wi-Fi capabilities. The site will walk you through installing the firmware onto your device and set up your Wi Fi so you can quickly get up and running. Once our dev board is set up, you can easily add NeoPixels or dot stars and start glowing. The color picker allows you to quickly test your LEDs so you know it's working. Our 3D printed case secures a pair of StemAQT sensors with a command hook so it can hang on the wall. 3D printed diffusers cover up the LED strips and make the space look much cleaner so they can blend into the surroundings. Command hook clips keep the LED strips in place without the hassle of drilling into your wall. Our enclosure is mounted near an outlet and uses colored filament that complements the color of the walls so it looks nice and clean. We hope this inspires you to check out Adafruit's Snapper and start using LEDs to make glowy IoT projects.
0: Okay, and don't forget before we go into INMPI and the new products, the code is clear knob or clerk knob. Um <laughs> 10% off all the way up to 11 59 pm or whenever I remember to turn the code off. Let's kick it. MPI. this week's INPI, brought to you by DigiKey is Infineon, what is the new product of the week this week?
1: Okay, I'm glad you asked. This week's uh, NPI NPI is, it's a long one, the Infineon BGT60LTR11AIP, right. which, yes, uh, it's my favorite. And this is a pretty amazing chip, um, and uh, we'll show it maybe on the microscope later. It's a all-in-one 60 gigahertz uh, radar module Um, That's not only is it a full radar module, but the antenna is built in as well very cool Um, so this is a 60 gigahertz doppler radar sensor it's only about you know six and a half by three and a half millimeters um, wide got a bga uh pads on the bottom and then the the cool like weird gold thing with squares with feet uh those are the antennas on top um it's configurable uh, but it also has a very basic autonomous mode where it just tells you if motion was detected and um, the direction of the motion, whether it's coming towards or away from you. Um, But for more advanced usage, there's also an SPI interface. And pretty much everything is integrated. Like you basically just need a crystal and a couple of passives, and you're ready to go. So um, Doppler, in case this is a nice image from Wikipedia, um, Doppler, in case you're not aware of how this works, is compared to um, infrared reflective sensors. right? Infrared reflective sensors like um IR and time of flight they send a wave of light and then they measure how much was reflected back and so it's like a quantity time of flight they measure the the time it takes Doppler is a little bit different it what it does is it can detect the motion because as something's moving the um the high frequency waves that you bounce back um the frequency shifts just slightly called the Doppler effect Um, You know, this is commonly when you're in in high school or grade school, you know, when you're listening to a siren, as it, uh, you know, a fire truck goes by, um, the Doppler effect makes the frequency change as it passes you. And that's, you know, that motion, yeah, wow, wow. So that, um, that effect of things in motion, the waves that are emitted or hitting them that bounce back, um, change in frequency slightly, that's the effect. And so you can measure the speed of something um, and, you know, it's often, again, dopplers are used for, um, you know, radar detecting of uh, cars. So, you know, you have those radar detector guns that um, traffic police use. They bounce a radar off of you. And they can tell how fast you are going without having to, like, count ticks or something. Um, yep. So, uh <laughs> Uh, and mailboxes so you know we've talked before about using radar for detecting speed um, but another useful thing that these radar doppler sensors are used for is to detect uh, whether a human is there Um, and usually you do human detection not with time of flight sensors or with infrared you'd use it for hand but usually use a pir sensor and pir sensors are great for um locating and measuring whether something that emits infrared light, you know, heat is moving. So um, people, large animals, um, you know, you'll see these often in restrooms where you know when you open the restroom, it detects that there's a human there, or sometimes uh, if you're in front of a door, it detects and it opens the door. Infrared sensors are very common, very inexpensive, and they've been around for a long time. There's a couple downsides of PR. This is from uh, Infineon's uh, documentation, and uh, they did a really good job here. So PIRs, I will say, you know, they're going to be less expensive, but there's a couple things where radar's sensors are better. Um so first off, they have um they can have wider range, 24 gigahertz especially. You can be a couple meters range or more. Um and you know, like with the car detection, you know, it can be a quarter of a mile. Um one thing that's nice about radar compared to PIR is PIR only detects if there's movement. Whereas because you have that Doppler effect, you can tell whether something is leaving or entering the area, like it detects the motion forward or backwards. And so there are examples of an automatic door, right? You only want the door to open as people are entering and, you know, not exiting. Like it knows whether you've just passed the door or whether you're entering the door um you know this is like the science fiction movie thing where it's like how does a door know when like which direction you move Mm -hmm. because they have radar sensors in the future not pir um most important thing is that you can put a radar sensor behind a material and it doesn't have to be um it can be opaque to light right whereas pir sensors they have a lens and you can't have anything blocking the lens like it it has to be exposed and so you can see a pir sensor because it's got this gray or white blobby you know lens thing um, whereas radar can put, be put behind a material like wood or plastic it doesn't have to be visible so it can have a or glass it can have a much nicer look um so overall you know for a lot of things like sensitivity and resolution and direction and distance and different materials and size they're also uh, these sensors are much smaller than uh laser or um which is you know time of flight or uh, ultrasonic sonar or infrared or pir but they're not as cheap right so they are less expensive and they're a little bit more complicated um, but this uh, ltr the bgt60 is a great sensor to get started uh, so here's the uh, block diagram it, again it does kind of everything for you um you wire it up has an antenna built in you just have to give it a crystal um it can run on its own it's got a you know p detect and t detect at the top is the built-in capabilities um the mode select at the top the QS 1 through 4 you can tell it whether you want it to be in autonomous mode and how sensitive you want the autonomous mode to be or there's an SPI mode as well compared to this BGT24 this is the 24 gigahertz again the 60 gigahertz it's higher frequency the antenna is much smaller you can see the antenna on this shield you know it's up it's a two inches by one inch it's not it's small but it's not tiny um the the BGT60 is is much much smaller Um, One thing to note, uh, power supply, you will need to give it 1.5 volts. Uh, That's logic level as well, I think. And so uh, just be aware when you wire this up to your three volt microcontroller, you'll need to give it a regulator and level shifting. If you don't want to deal with uh, the BGA package, um, you can get it in uh, this cute uh, BGT60LTR11iAP shield. It's minimal right it's not that much bigger than the chip itself and it has the crystal um I think has some uh a regulator built in it only has the four pins though power ground um motion trigger and directional so it only gives you like four bits whether somebody's moving or not and which direction they're moving in towards or away from the sensor um but there's always a little dev board that you can plug it into but that's like the most minimal solution there's also this like fancy board that's the thing I showed yesterday the demo board which has um a main core on top of it as well I think I think it's a Cypress chip and then um the Infineon um radar shield at the bottom there's also this really cute uh all-in-one it's called like a sensor to go board um it has the SPI and uh GPIO pins brought out, and also the sensitivity um, and threshold timing. Just like a PIR sensor, is configurable with two uh, mini trumps. And you can see the sonar on the right. You can even sort of see the uh, not sonar, the radar on the right. You can even see the antenna. Um, this is the pinout. Uh, if you want to integrate this, it does come on a pick and place reel. Um, you can build products, but uh, if you don't want to uh, do the layout, I did check out an Ultra Librarian, which is linked to from Digikey has the um, pinout and, and uh, pad definition, so you can just download it directly to your CAD program. On uh, There's actually two places on GitHub. Um, so there's a radar. This is the shield that just has the GPIO pin. So this is a very simplified um, library that only does like the GPIO. There's also a separate library file for SPI mode, if you're interested in. Um, The SPI mode, uh, you know, there's example code. You'll have to do the hardware abstraction layer, but um, you can set all the little tweaks and and knobs you want to um, customize the GPIO. And, of course, you can still have IRQ output if you want to be told, uh, you know, when the sensor is triggered. But again, I think that, you know, it has this built-in simple mode. You can start with that, and then if that doesn't work for you, upgrade to using SPI control.
0: Available on DigiKey, there was like 4,000.
1: There's 4,000. There's a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, So we're going to do two things. They have a cool video. We're going to play that. And then we're going to bounce out of IMPI and we're going to show, because we're testing out microscope stuff, so we didn't want to have this as part of IMPI. So we're going to just do that really quick. So see on
4: the other side. Hi, I'm Arushi Jain. And as a radar system application engineer, I often get told that radar is too complex. We've been listening, so let's move away from complexity and go towards simplicity. This is our BGT60 LTR11 shield. In the center here is the 60LTR11 MMIC with the antennas integrated in the package already. This reduces complexity to design antennas at the user end. It's a really small package with an extremely low power consumption. It supports different modes of operation, including a completely autonomous mode without requiring any MCU or any signal processing. Now, isn't that simple? So let me show you how this works. All you need is a battery connection and connect the power supply here. You see, the LEDs start detecting me already. The green one is for motion detection, whereas the red one is for direction detection. As I move my hand towards and away, you see the red one starts blinking and stopping. When it is blinking, it means I'm coming towards it, and when it stops, that means I'm going away. The radar also works through different materials. As you see, I have it covered here with a plexiglass. And it still detects my hand movement. It's a Doppler-based motion radar sensor. It detects a human target up to five meter range and is also less than five milliwatt in power consumption.
0: Hi, on All right, we previewed the idea of this in our top secret. And now we have a chip and we have a setup and we're going to continue to figure out. We have a kind of an old microscope, but it had HDMI out. So the idea is we would do like a really cool close-up video while we're playing chiptunes, and the segment is called chiptunes. So you can hear a little bit of the music in the background right now. But then uh here's Lady Ada. And you can see.
1: Oh, I have to.
0: Yeah. Gotta... Oh, my it's arms are like, all long like yoga.
1: So yeah, we'll we'll do What I'll it. do is I'll have
0: a camera like directly on you. Yeah, Maybe I'll yeah. Traces. Because it, it'll be like a reaction video. Okay. Like oh look at Chip. Okay.
1: Hold on, we'll show that? Yeah. You can see the traced um, the trace antenna on the opposite side. Yeah. You can see the part marking here.
0: All right, so that's the idea. Okay. Um before we go off into uh your product land don't forget goods clear now. let's kick it. First up. Uh
1: this is the AGS new new um, it's a, it looks a lot like those like DHT 11 or 22 sensors, and it's actually made by the same company, which is why it looks the same. Um, so the, uh, AGS 2MA has a MOX gas sensor inside and a little microcontroller chip. Um, that acts as an I squared C peripheral basically means that you can use this as a low cost and simple uh, TVOC uh, total volatile organic compound sensor gas sensor you know for ethanol um, methane and and similar gases it can detect those in the air Um, it basically does a simple calculation to do parts per billion Um, you can also read the gas resistance there's only one gas resistance plate it's you know not super calibrated but it's very inexpensive and you know plug and play works with three to five volts one thing i will note about this sensor is um it needs to run at under 30 uh, kilohertz clock for i squared c which is unusual because the default i squared c clock for many boards is 100 or 400 mega um kilohertz so uh you have to tune your i squared c controller to run i use you know 20 kilohertz for example um some controller chips like the rp2040 and esp32 were happy to do this i told them hey please run at 20 kilohertz and they're like sounds great so did the um at mega 328 but there are other chips uh the SAMD series that was not very happy about running at that low speed um and so just be aware that you have to make sure that you know maybe check on oscilloscope that you can run your i squared c controller at 20 kilohertz before you pick up the sensor other than that it works pretty well next up we have a new camera lens for the m12 camera from raspberry pi this uh really nice um lens mount on the camera allows you to plug in uh, screw in different lenses we've got like wide and we've got i think a a narrow telephoto and this is a portraiture one so this one has um a narrow uh uh field of view and also i think a, a narrow um focal range and so you you know, it'll focus nicely on a face and get like the depth of the face, um, but it'll kind of have a blurry background for that uh, cool uh, modern culture look.
0: Yeah. All right. Next up, this is what we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah. This is the Pico Debug Probe Kit from Raspberry Pi Foundation. So this is kind of an all-in-one the Simsys DAT Board for debugging RP twenty forty, but also other chips as well. It's also, by the way, an RP twenty forty Dev Board that you can just reprogram. You can. Load whatever code you want on there. It's got two uh, JST SH connectors, three pin, and it comes with three sets of cables. Let's go the overhead because I feel like this would be a yeah, yeah. We have a
0: new overhead. We have a new overhead
1: too, so let's test it. Out. Right.
0: So you can, if you move your head over, people could see you as you're doing this too. Look at that. Oh, I have to. Or not. I can get rid of you. Rid of
1: you. Yeah, maybe get rid of me because this is okay. I'm, not, I'm not ready for that yet. All right. Okay. So. Hold oh, I on the focus. I know. I'm I got I got this new this is all new, so I'm gonna let do this. Okay. So this is uh, your classic uh, Raspberry Pi Pico H uh, and it comes with this connector at the end. And uh, earlier Raspberry Pi um, Pico boards came with three pins at the bottom instead. I'm showing this because it's you know convenient. Uh, you can show that this plugs in nice and smoothly this is the cable that comes with the uh, pico probe and then you know you plug this into this is u for your and d for debug and you can plug this in here nicely and now um you s- still have to separately power these two but then you this shows up as an open ocd device that you can then use to run uh, gdb for debugging with um, step debugging where you can actually go through line by line you can observe variables you can um, have it break and it enters a function, leaves a function, um, when uh, a variable gets changed, when memory is attached, whatever. It's very, very powerful. And um, if you like to do... Uh, sorry, if, sorry, if you have um, the old uh, our Raspberry Pi RP2040 boards, you can use uh, this cable that has the plug headers or this version that has the socket header. So those are two options. And then there's also a USB to serial converter as well built in. So this other port, the one labeled U, gives you ground, Rx, and Tx um, that you can use to um, read and write UART data for printf debugging. There's, of course, uh, a UART here. But sometimes, especially when you're doing like USB host stuff or USB debugging, um, you don't want to use the printf debugging on here. You wanna use uh, printf over a hardware serial pin uh, like one of these, in which case um you can use the USB serial converter and one of these, plug them in, and you can do both uh GDB printing, sorry, GDB de- step debugging and printf uh UART debugging as well.
0: Okay. Next up, um, you know, we had that code. Clear knobs. Yeah, these Play-mobs. are clear
1: uh, they've got a, a bunch of colors. We have a bunch of colors. So, color clear, color. so clear is made out of a different material. So it's more expensive. Um, I do want to show that on this side of these, this is nice because it shows all the different angles. These are clear knobs. Um, they're used with six millimeter, um, D shaft or T 18. Uh, you can use either because as you see, there's a little, I think it's like a one or two millimeter. Um, uh, the, uh, Set screw, uh, and the top has a black marking so you can see the positioning of it. grip potentiometers or um rotary encoders, either one, and they're clear, they're clear knobs.
0: Yeah, FYI, and you can pick clear different colors. Yes, all right. right. And then the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our team, our community, our customers, everybody who makes this go is eh.
1: the ESP32 S3 reverse TFT. So many. Words and letters. There, it's a ESP32 S3 Feather, um, as you can see here. And so, let's look at the back first. So the the back is the front. The front and the back. Okay. So this is um, you got your ESP32 S3 mini module. Four megabytes of flash, two megabytes of PSRAM, dual core, 240 megahertz Tensilica processor with Wi-Fi and Bluetooth Low Energy. It does not have Bluetooth Classic, by the way. But uh, it's the latest S3. Um, And then you've got all the little accessories that you would uh, want on that back. And I'll show this on the overhead. Uh, It's got USB-C for data and power. It's got a LiPo battery that charges automatically. Reset button, a QT port for I2C, two 3.3-volt regulators, one for the I2C port, one for the main board. So you can have like ultra low battery usage uh, and power. Max seventeen oh forty eight battery monitor, um, so you can check your state of charge. A little NeoPixel for um, neopixeling, and then all the GPIO you need: I squared C analog input, uh, SPI, UART, etc. GPIO uh, plenty. And then on the flip side, you get a two forty by one thirty five pixel IPS display. Very tiny display with again the reset buttons also on the front because it's useful and uh three gpio zero one and two connected to buttons that you can press um and you can press them to make it do stuff so i can actually show on the overhead okay this thing so on the overhead you can see the buttons uh you know i press d1 d0 d2 so we already have an esp32 s2 this is just the s3 version so it's actually kind of you know the same uh, pinout and everything um, reset is handy because you can enter the bootloader although i don't think it'll enter the bootloader because it, uh, it will um, so there's a uf2 bootloader already programmed in uh, for drag and drop of course you can erase it um, this works with arduino and circuit python um, because we have support for both of those modules and uh, the reason I like the reverse mount style is that you can put like a feather on top, but then the TFT isn't blocked, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want a feather wing, you want to add a GPS or real-time clock or uh LoRa radio, and then you still have the TFT on the front. Oh, let me just shift this down a little bit. Um, you still have the TFT on the front with some buttons that you can use uh, to have it do different things, uh, display... Um, uh status, um, sensor output, battery warnings, et um And yeah, I think it's great for IOt projects. We'll have whippers support. And again, like I said, circuit Python and Arduino. All, all in one. I mean, you can do a lot of projects with no soldering. Just plug in the STEMIC ut yeah. in the back and you have buttons in a display all
0: right. Let's new products <laughs>
1: new, new, new new, 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 new new, 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 new new.
0: All right. um, Don't forget, the code is clear knob. We have some questions lined up. Um, You can continue to post them over on Discord if you want, but we're going to do a special top secret here we go, all right? Yes. All right. We have at least two things.
4: Okay.
1: First up, First yes. up, um, yes, we did a after-hours Desk of Ada where we actually tried out some of the AV stuff that we've been playing with, um, but I also talked about this board. So this is the RP2040 Bones Feather. So I took the RP2040 Feather and just squished it off so much that um, there's space over on the side to add more things. Um, and in this case, I added a DVI port. Uh, it's got some resistors in line. Um, it's also got uh, your heads in the way. Thank you. Gigantic head. Uh, you also got the um, utility and CEC pin brought out. i squared c is connected through so you can actually do EDID detection. Um, there's a UT port over there. And then at the very bottom right, there's HPD, so it's a hot plug detect. Um, so we've been doing some hacking with Pico DVI, and I think this would be a great little dev board uh i also want to redo the scorpio board actually now because we have more space so i won't have to i've done more squishing okay but i have to fab this first to make sure because this is all 402ified i have to make sure that everything still works
0: all right and then here comes a big deal ready yes You're gonna. you know because
1: yeah. it's well this is even better because it's like the reveal dun 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 dun,
0: dun, dun, dun and then you're
1: gonna, gonna angle it
0: you're gonna angle it I was gonna do, you see. do you want me to have you there so you can know talk about
1: this? Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll talk about yeah. this. Okay, because I don't have to maybe I'll print it stuff with my with my pointer. Um, so this is uh the feather m7, the Metro M7, um first prototype with the new fancy silk screen. Thank you for zooming in as much as possible. Um so this yeah, sure. is, you can see, yeah. I'm just getting the lights you I'll can see the out. IMX. And then on the back, you to know, back it up because I want to show Philby's beautiful silkscreen, and let's just mess around a bit with the. I think that's a good tilt. Yeah. It's it's tough. Okay, maybe I'll hold it up. Oh, it's good. Um, so this is the um, silkscreen. So you know, wanted to take inspiration from um, the seven line, which is purple here in New York City, um, and it has you know the newer trains have this cool. Like what stop is next display, and so Philby kind of took inspiration from that and um, showed off what's available on this metro board. So you know, this is whenever we have a new chip, we tend to do a metro because um, we've got the you know SWD connector, lots of GPIO. It's like it's kind of easy and um, spacious. A stm QT port, you know, different power out inputs, um, USB, DC, three volt output. uh, Has Wi Fi. Um, Has the jumpers for the boot select because the bootloader is kind of funky on the IMX, Um, but this port is pretty much ready to go. We've got uh, panels fabricated and We're going to uh, release this shortly. So this will be pretty exciting um, To get a new chip going. I mean like the chip shortage. We couldn't do this um, Because the chip shortage we were we had the design done like two years ago um, But we couldn't release it because we couldn't get uh, microcontrollers, but now we can
0: that's tough so, secret. It's
1: a tough secret. Not out yet. Don't ask.
0: Okay, we're gonna bounce right to questions. I lined some of up, Lady Ada. You can uh, start to look at them and answer them uh right away. That might be faster. Yeah. Um, ready? Yeah.
1: Set. Do no. you want me to read the questions you too? want? Yeah. yeah, okay. So I first learned about resistor packs on Desk of Lady Ada. Is there something equivalent for SMD capacitors, capacitor array to make designs smaller? Yes, there are SMD capacitor arrays. We've used them once in a while. Um, there was one time in which we had uh, a board with uh, two crystals on it. And so we were like, well, instead of having four 15 picofarad capacitors, we just used a 15 picofarad capacitor array. That's the only time I've used them. I don't use them as often because you often don't want the same value of capacitor all next to each other like usually you have a 0.1 1 10 and then another power pin you you know or power supply 0.1 1 10. you don't tend to have four point ones in a row but if you did you know for um so you know you have a bus line and you want to have um you know 10 or 20 picofarad caps on each one just to you know reduce ringing yes uh, capacitor array. okay have a small part where I'm using PID 2090 I want what I want is on the screen to be displayed on a web page integrated web server in real time. My thought is to use HTML5 cameras and read the videogram and somehow display it that way. I think that's a 3.5-inch TFT, um, 2090, in which case um, you just use the Raspberry Pi and wire it up to the Raspberry Pi using... um, I mean, I would actually just use the Pi TFT, which is the the plug-in version of the 3.5-inch, or you just follow the same wiring. And then just um, mirror the HDMI display onto it, and then you can do whatever the heck you want. Okay. Um, Octoprint Direct GPO for a Pi camera. Um, I don't know. You'll have to ask Octoprint people. I've never, I've never actually used Octoprint. Okay. So. Will Arduino Classic shields be compatible with the new Metro M7? A lot of them will be, um, but note that there's no Arduino support for the Metro M7 right now. There's only CircuitPython, so you'd have to use them within uh, CircuitPython. Okay. Uh for the Pi debug probe, we are gonna add that debug header to the RP2040 based feathers as a new rev. Um, not all of them, because not like that DVI one didn't have space, but the um, generic like RP2040 feather, yeah, I'll probably swap out the SWD um, for this connector because it sounds like they've stabilized on this is the standard. Um okay, any thoughts you would use just as a switch to detect two physically light objects in contract moving apart, such as one leg you break pressing down towards another most switches i found require too much force um oh so physically light moving apart um yeah physically light stuff is tough because uh you don't have a lot of pressure but there are some fairly sensitive uh fsr the forces of resistors those might be fine um trying to remember what else would be a good contact yeah it's really tough like you want like a piezo maybe there's some piezos that maybe when you press on them lightly uh, they would detect motion.
0: Yeah, I'll do, I'll do the next one. Uh person's working on launching their first product brand. What are a few things you wish you had known or done differently when you first started Adafruit? Well, if you really want to, you can watch all of our shows going back to kind of the very early stages of Adafruit, especially when launching a product or brand. Um Looking back, I wouldn't change a thing because even the things that were terrible, um, it makes you robust and... um you have knowledge and we shared it but i'll say this uh, and maybe you need to hear this uh reassurance um is really the thing that uh i wish there was someone saying like hey um you know you're publishing every day that's weird you have a blog it's an electronics company but that's the right thing to do you're doing a show every week it's super weird um who does who's going to do an electronic show every week um the idea that we're telling our story each week in some way and it's now part of the, the entire culture of the company in addition to sharing our files and code. I think that was like just one of the things where it'd have been nice for someone to 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 say like, hey, like that's gonna be the weird thing that that works out and it's okay. So um find people that kind of give you that that thing because it can get hard and lonely, more of like a, a personal thing because like, it's a lot of work running a yeah. company. So I think that surround yourself with really good people because I think those are the times where it's like, oh, like this is really hard. It's not necessarily the work, it's sometimes the emotional overhead of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, You can do this one and then I'll do the last one. Okay.
1: With many boards having quick connect meant for I2C simply so up two GPIO pins that are capable of general IO. Is there any engineering comments you pass on someone middling the pins for other use? Um, Totally go for it. It's just, just be aware that somebody might plug I2C into your design um I I have done it I have said like oh like we have I squared C and it's not being used for I squared C they're just connected to GPIO use them for like a button for wiring but it's you know it's it's tacky I'm okay with being tacky but it's all tacky
0: status of, of box. I love answering this one because we sent off kind of almost final new revised design for all the parts that we can get so things are moving uh, swimmingly, so... Half
1: the components got discontinued. I yes. had to start over.
0: <laughs> so the good news is absolutely going to Um, we're going to see how fast we can do it, but we're still aiming for the next couple months or so. Yeah. Uh, next up, you want to do these?
1: Uh, it's possible to use DisplayPort plugs instead of the D-Sub DVI for Scorpio bones. Same signal, different connector. I, I would just go with the standard connector I've got right now. It is more popular than DisplayPort, to be honest, and there's adapter cables. I'd rather just use the one I've already got stocked.
0: Yeah. Uh we've been great to trivia, Chris. Yeah, I think we will. Um, we just have to figure we out the right way the, to do it. The
1: payphone here. Right? Yeah,
0: we have, I think we will, because we're, as you can tell, we're, I, I just put on social media, this setup. I think I'm going to do it so we can do the, um, uh, payphone stuff again. The
1: payphone, the clear phone. Yeah,
0: we'll probably do one be of those.
1: It'd funny if we, like, like, wheeled the payphone down the
0: line. Reaction video watching the first video went, oh, yeah, we should probably do that. What? W- Reaction video of us watching like our first video that we did. Oh, is
1: that the thing now on YouTube?
0: It's a thing, really, anyway. Okay.
1: Like, wow! I look, I look adorable and young. I'm
0: using the teenage filter from TikTok now. Hey. Um Okay. Uh, them's the questions we have. Okay. To talk. Thank you, everybody. Sweet, thank you. Um. I very much appreciate. We did it. Yeah, just a little bit of a reminder. Uh, Clear knob is the code. Ten percent off in native for store all the way up until 11.59 p.m. Uh, we thank you very much for joining us on this Wednesday night. Thank you so much. Be good to one another. Share um, information and knowledge. And uh, it's really cool to see a lot of people building companies and brands and products and ideas off um, little bits and pieces that we can get out in the world.
1: I feel like people are trying to get back into doing, I mean, like I've, the last two years or three years were so emotionally exhausting. Um, but if you made it this far, like, get back into doing stuff. I, I love seeing people yeah. slowly kind of peeking out. And there's like, folks we know
0: that are, like, we're the survivors and, like, we're now able, we're crawling out of the rubble and we're, like, we're here. And then there's new folks that are around um, that are starting to jump into electronics. And it's a really good time to jump into electronics. Um, never have you been able to do so much with uh small budgets right
1: now is a great time especially since like and I'll be honest like we have a lot of inventory yeah. overstock and so do a lot of people so parts are going to be really cheap soon yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of overstock and you'll be able to buy components if you want to go into a manufacturing run and you're using something that was overstocked you can get stuff are pretty cheap
0: thanks Zay running some stuff behind the scenes here at uh, Adafruit and um This has been Adafruit production. We'll see everybody next week. We have a bunch of videos and shows and
1: more. Yay!
3: Here's your moment of Zener.
1: Bye, everybody.